Welcome to the TPS5 for the week of April 2nd, 2021. TPS5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from Bloomberg Business Week, which illustrates how Facebook has built the perfect platform for COVID vaccine conspiracies. One would think that after enduring a public health pandemic, virtually everyone would be desperate to get their hands on a vaccine that promises to help them get their life back. However, by doing so, you'd be underestimating the power of Facebook and Instagram to provide all the necessary tools for anti-vaccine activists and other wellness hucksters to attract more and more followers. Over the years, opportunists have cultivated a strategy optimized for the social platform by slowly feeding anti-science skepticism into Facebook groups and Instagram stories and posts, where algorithms reward content that elicits strong emotional reactions, which further amplifies the problem. Social media influencers, emboldened by large follower accounts, spent most of 2020 sowing doubt about COVID vaccines before Facebook took significant action. By exploiting public confusion and mixed messaging from government and health officials on everything from masks to vaccine side effects and safety, Facebook's official stance is that it doesn't ban posts until they cause imminent harm, a threshold the social network claims vaccine misinformation only crossed towards the end of last year. Critics argue Facebook still hasn't done enough. The content that your websites are still promoting, still recommending, and still sharing are one of the biggest reasons people are refusing the vaccine. And things haven't changed, said Pennsylvania Representative Mike Doyle at a March 25th congressional hearing. This isn't new. For years, activists, some with medical credentials, some with none at all, had been attracting followers, especially among moms of small children, by claiming falsely that routine measles and mum shots could cause autism and other maladies. Although the vast majority of Americans have ignored this and continue to get their inoculations, measles, which the CDC declared eradicated from the U.S. two decades ago, has made a dramatic comeback in recent years. Vaccine skeptics targeted the same group whose fears they knew very well young women with children. Last fall, the group started circulating on Facebook and Instagram a now-deleted blog post of unknown origin, citing two doctors with an incorrect but frightening headline. Head of Pfizer Research says COVID vaccine leads to female sterilization. This fake blog post falsely claimed that the vaccine contained a spike protein that could block the creation of a placenta and make women infertile. Clearly, the claim was false, but at the time, it resulted in real uncertainty. Pfizer and Moderna hadn't yet specifically tested their vaccines on pregnant or breastfeeding women, and the FDA's emergency use authorization doesn't cover pregnancy. The guidance from the American College of OBGYNs only goes so far as to say that vaccines could not be withheld from pregnant or lactating individuals. Even so, by February of this year, more than 30,000 pregnant women had signed up for a U.S. government monitoring program after getting COVID shots. And so far, there have been no red flags. More recent studies have found that vaccines are not only effective on pregnant women, but they can also pass antibodies on to their newborns. And because pregnant women are at a greater risk of dying of COVID, many doctors are recommending that they get the shot. 
Women are confused, says Lori Metz, a licensed clinical social worker in New York who specializes in fertility. Your doctor may say one thing, and then you read a blog that starts to pull on all of these other fears. The effects of this disinformation spread are already showing up in survey data. Of people who say they are not likely to get the vaccine, more than half of women in the U.S. are concerned about side effects, compared with 44% of men. Many of the already eligible women are turning down the shot. More than a third of nurses, a group that skews heavily female and was among the first offered shots, aren't confident that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, according to the American Nurses Foundation. And a Washington Post-Kaiser Family Foundation poll in March found that 18% of healthcare workers still don't plan on getting vaccinated. The higher rates of refusal and hesitancy among healthcare workers is alarming. If even high-risk frontline workers who've seen the devastation of COVID firsthand don't want the shots, experts worry not enough of the general population will get theirs either. As for all that vaccine information circulating on this platform, Zuckerberg, as recently as September, said he didn't think it was appropriate for his company to take most of it down. Facebook's response to this suggests medical professionals and health systems spend more time on their very platforms to overpower the misinformation with trusted, truthful information. Research shows that the best way to combat vaccine hesitancy is to connect people to reliable information from health experts, says Facebook spokesperson Kevin McAllister, pointing to the company's COVID-19 Health Information Center. Studies have found that straight facts do little, though, to shift opinions. Personal stories from known sources work much better. But with a social media platform that has algorithms designed to show people more of what they want to see, the stark reality is that Facebook's misinformation has gained too much traction, and it already may be too little, too late. You can read more about this in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Fierce Healthcare reports that Walmart's chief medical officer announced plans to leave his role. The memo from Walmart Health indicated that the CEO was leaving to first enjoy the Wisconsin spring thaw and his family, and then pursue new opportunities. Officials did not respond to a question regarding whether his departure indicates any change in strategy for Walmart. They also did not comment on the plan for finding his replacement. Patient Engagement HIT shares that research warns against too many automated patient outreach messages. The more automated patient outreach messages are sent, the more likely patients were to hit the unsubscribe button, according to new data from the Institute of Health Research at Kaiser Permanente, Colorado. Health Tech Magazine shares four healthcare technology trends expected to boom during COVID-19. Predictive analytics, connected medical devices, and cloud computing position organizations for the next iteration of patient care. And lastly, be sure to check out the newest episode of Health Soothsayers, where Bonnie Clipper interviews Sebastian Gadini, co-founder of Smarty, about how an innovative smart diaper technology will improve the quality of life for millions. And you can find links to all of these stories in our show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you like the latest in healthcare news in an email format delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Stay safe, be positive, and have a great week.